Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. Again, if you're just coming in or just joining us online, we're going to do things just a little bit different today. And uh, we're, you know, this has been a a challenging season, obviously, uh, the last several months for all of us. 2020 looks, has looked a lot different than probably what we expected going in. Certainly didn't look different than what God expected, but uh, we've had to make a lot of changes, adjustments, and so forth. And in this, I know our own family, with my dad's situation, it was a challenge for us as well. And uh, we... Just this past Thursday, had a graveside service for my dad, who passed away on August 25th. And it was a, we would call immediate family, which they all weren't there, but we still have 50 people there. So you can imagine that it's, it's, uh, gets, grows pretty fast. And, and our, our challenge as a family certainly was that we weren't, going to be able to have a public service uh, because of the COVID-19 situation and not knowing when that will or ever change for us. So we felt like we honored my dad in, in that on Thursday, but just in the sense of having opportunity for some of you who loved my dad and mom dearly as well, of opportunities to share uh, today in this setting. And so this is a way that we can uh, sort of open up for that. And I know uh, hundreds and hundreds of people would have loved to gather together and it would have been an amazing time. But we are here and, and this is the moments that God's giving us for this. So we're doing that today. I want to uh, honor my mom. She's been a trooper through all of this and her faith has never wavered. Her trust in God has never wavered one bit. We've, us five kids have spent uh, the last seven, basically seven weeks with them, off and on, uh, 24-7, in their home, with them, worshiping with them, praying together, talking together, experiencing just the goodness of God, but also the reality of life and what happens in in life, and we all go through these times. It's been an experience that has drawn us very close as a family, and that's been good, and uh, my mom has always had the banner of God is good, God is faithful, and we trust him no matter what. And so God saw that my dad was to enter into his presence for eternity. And last Tuesday, August 25th, I had the privilege of being with him at that moment. And just the peace of God, I will say, that was on him, that was in the room, God's presence, it was amazing. So I just believe that, you know, God is faithful in, in all of these things. And so we're, we're privileged to have had him part of City Life Church. Actually, I'm going to read something that my mom put together. I think with the help of my sisters, I want to read that. And then I want to read, I have a couple other things from other people that sent in. And then after that... Uh, anybody here that wants to say anything, you're more than welcome to. You can just come up. I'll give you the microphone. 
and you can say a few things that maybe the Lord put on your heart to share regarding my dad or my parents and uh, your experience with them. And so I've received so many things from around the world, literally, from so many people, and it's been amazing. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead and read this. Earl S. Bradley, November 7th, 1934. He was born and to August 25th, 2020. Earl S. Bradley, at age 85, made his peaceful entry into heaven on Tuesday, August 25th, 2020, at his home in Olympia, Washington. He was under his family's watchful, loving care, along with the wonderful care of our hospice team provided in the home for seven weeks. During this time, the family had many precious opportunities to interact with him. Something that Earl lovingly shared from his heart in his final days was, I couldn't have asked for any better family, exclamation mark. <laughs> he is preceded in death by his father, Earl J. Bradley, his stepfather, Fred Passes, his mother, Mabel Passes. By the way, my dad was almost 80 years old uh, when his mom passed, so he, he got some precious time with his mom for sure. His brother, Denny Bradley. Besides his immediate family, he is survived by his four sisters, Lou Oles, Maureen Johnson, Deanie Rensford, Judy Strutz, and numerous nieces and nephews. Earl grew up enjoying the outdoors and gardening, along with an interest in cars and journalism in high school. He graduated in Olympia, Washington in 1953 from William Winlock Miller High School, now known as Olympia High School. In his upper teen years, he was divinely led to pursue studying for the ministry and began preparing by attending Bethesda Bible Institute in Portland, Oregon. During Earl's adventurous life, he traveled to Southern California, where he met the love of his life, Leanne Hiller. He began wearing his pastoral hat as a youth pastor in Los Angeles, California, at Emmanuel Gospel Temple, where he gained further training for the ministry. He married at the ripe age of 21, Leanne being a mature 18. I wonder who wrote this. <laughs> After marriage, they attended Bible college together at Multnomah School of the Bible in Portland, Oregon. While attending Bible college, Earl worked for his grandfather, who had a Christian film business, Evangel Films. While in California, Earl established a landscape-slash-gardening business, which he continued when they moved back to Washington. They returned to Olympia area in 1958, where they furthered their pastoral involvement. They were given an opportunity to serve with Gerald and Betty Bailey of Evangel Chapel in Lacey, Washington for a time. During this period, God called them to their first pastorate at Camelche Community Church in Shelton, Washington, where they served four years. By the way, the building that, referring to Gerald Bailey here, Gerald and Betty Bailey, the building is actually what is our multi-purpose room, so that was the original church that they came to help serve with them. So that brings clarity there. In 1966, they returned to Lacey by invitation and God's direction, founding what would eventually become Christian Life Church, or CLC. Though Evangel Chapel as a congregation no longer existed, the building had been closed for a year. The facility with adjoining property was still available. Subsequently, 
a gracious plan was worked out to rent and later purchase, and this was made through the Bailey family. This was a great blessing. There they pastored for 40 years and established Christian Life School and for a time provided a Bible college opportunity, of which I attended, by the way. I don't know if I did very good. <laughs> I was scared to death standing up in front of people and giving a little speech or whatever. I thought, I am not going to do this anymore. Here I am today. <laughs> for the first couple of years, Earl drove a school bus for the North Thurston School District to supplement his income. Additions were made to the facility, and other properties were purchased in miraculous ways to eventually expand and build in another location, which is on 6th Avenue in Lacey. And that is an exciting thing. I will stop right here for just for a second. During the last few days of my dad's life, there was some finalization of some things in regards to the property over there, and I'm going to all of that. But I was able to share that with my dad because that was so important for him to know the vision that they had so many years ago to end up over there on 6th Avenue was is going to become a reality. And so he just raised his hands and was, thank you, Jesus. And so for him, that was a, a real blessing just so that you all know that, because that was just an exciting moment for him. In 2006, Earl's son, Stephen Bradley, by God's appointment, received the torch for shepherding the flock at CLC, now known as City Life Church. It's been a blessing to have Steve, along with his wife, Jane, and a great team of leaders carrying on the vision for CLC. Earl remained an elder of City Life until his death. Loving God and loving people was a constant drumbeat of Earl's throughout his years of ministry. He was definitely a loving family man. His wife, Leanne, and their five wonderful children, David, Stephen, Diane, Daniel, and Sherry, their spouses respectively, Julie, Jane, Jeff, Cheryl, and Jeff. Oh, four J's. <laughs> 16 grandchildren and 11 great-grandchildren were dearly loved. Earl had a passion to see all of his children, family, and others walking in the truth. 3 John 4, it's a scripture, it says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. This was uh, definitely something my dad loved. He loved delving into the word of God, obviously the Bible, and sharing with others verbally and in writing the nuggets and principles he gleaned. And many of you heard those from him personally. He also enjoyed telling jokes <laughs> whenever and wherever they would fit in appropriately and occasionally they probably were on the edge my mom would not put that down on paper but I'm just uh. he had many of them logged in his memory bank in different subject categories <laughs> and by the way he loved dark chocolate the darkest and ice cream he and his brother Denny were devoted ice cream buddies that's for sure he's kind of passed that down to the rest of us too Earl enjoyed some hunting and fishing in his younger years. At time, his sons would accompany him when fishing. Gardening was ongoing fondness. He also had a real interest in designing and planning for the building of two of their family homes. One home was in the Lacey area in the early 1960s, and one in the, out in the country in Thurston County in Olympia area in 1976 where they lived and raised their family for 34 years. We'll say that 
we were not all there for 34 years. Although we did some coming and going as well as some other siblings. It was a great house to be a part of. He was the unofficial general contractor over these constructions, hiring out most of the work. There were many volunteer acts of love in the process. For most of his life, he also enjoyed camping. It was a favorite means of interacting with his family and a highlight of his life. Initially, it was tent camping, which later graduated to trailer camping. The tent camping was, we had some quite some experiences. I'll tell you sometime about the bear, my dad's boldness to scare the bear out away from our campsite. In addition to pastoring the local church, Earl made several missions and ministry trips over the years, many of them with his wife, Leanne, at his side in ministry. The two often referred to themselves as a team. It was also great having him assisting in the kitchen, for the most part, Mom, you're being so kind. And a grill master always, that's for sure. They enjoyed working on writing projects together. Earl's sister, Maureen Johnson, MJ for short, has been their loyal, dedicated assistant for many decades. And her husband, George, the automotive expert, assisted them many times with their car or truck upgrades. Earl played a key role among the pastoral community in our capital region and led along with other dedicated leadership team, the Capital Region Ministries Network, for several years. He also served on the board of Daniel's Prayer Ministry, a prayer house for our state located in Olympia. His overall ministry was very foundational, apostolic in nature, including some church planting. He was also a founding member of Ministers Fellowship International, MFI, and served for many years in this great fellowship as well. In summary... Earl truly lived up to the meaning of his name, Noble. And one last thing, but not least, let's remember, Earl's anthem was always, to God be the glory. And those of you who've known from years past, of playing his trumpet, that was his, one of his favorite songs to play. He will be greatly missed, for sure, for sure. Thank you for allowing me to share that on behalf of my mom and family. I have three things I want to read that people sent in, and uh, I'll start with Cindy Cartwright, because she's down in Texas, and Brett's here, obviously. I hope you're doing okay, Brett, without your wife. You're doing okay? All right. So Cindy says, part of his greatness was because of his belief in the power of prayer. His testimonies of God's mighty acts in our church were so often tied to the outworking of prayer. I cherish the many prayer sessions that I had with him and he leaves with me a firmer commitment to pray always, in capital letters. Blessings, Cindy Cartwright. Thank you, Cindy. Then this is from Alan Melanie Dietrich. So they share, The Holy Spirit led us to Christian Life Church, where Pastor Earl introduced us to a close, personal relationship with God. Earl opened to us the Bible, true spiritual worship, and the glorious presence of God. He truly demonstrated the faith, hope, and love that he preached as he continually taught integrity of character. It was just part of his life. We'll miss him greatly, but we are so thankful for his loving influence upon our lives. Alan Melanie Dietrich. So the last one that I have here is from Marvin Judy Kazmaier. Many of you know who they are. They are now down in Kelso. Marvin Judy, if you're watching, thank you for that. They've turned their church over down in Tillamook, and they're up serving with their son and daughter-in-law up in Kelso. 
So Marvin Judy say, as new spirit-filled Lutherans, Earl Bradley graciously became our spiritual dad. We were so hungry for the Lord, and Earl provided everything we needed to grow in God, including challenges to search the scriptures for truth. I got so tired of hearing, pay attention to the principles of God's word. <laughs> hey, I wonder where I got that from. So I looked up the word principle. It means a settled rule of conduct. Once I saw that, I was forever into the principles of the word of God. Judy and I have appreciated Earl and Leanne all these years and look forward to seeing him again in eternity. Thank you so much, Earl, for your teaching and the prayers for Judy, me and our family over the years. Marvin Judy Kazmaier. So that was nice. So I'd like to open it up. Anybody else has something that they would like to share? Please come up. Actually, it'd be good maybe just come and sit up here so we can just kind of keep things flowing. So uh, that would be awesome. I do know that some of you have something to share, so just sort of break the ice. Awesome, Brett. I'm so grateful to have been a part of Pastor Earl's ministry and be affected by him. I know so many of us have had him as a father in our lives, and that's been amazing. But I want to share something that really struck me when I was when I was in Japan on just a business trip, and I linked up with a local missionary in Japan, part of the Kaler family, and we had lunch together, and we sat and we talked, and he talked about Earl, and he talked about the impact that he had, and as he was talking, and I was sharing my background and where he came from, Earl's life touched so many lives, even beyond here in Lacey in the capital region. He touched beyond. He was a, a hero of the faith. When my mom was a young Christian, she had prophetic ministry in Fairbanks, Alaska. One of the prophets was Earl Bradley, and he gave the first prophetic word over her life. And I remember that his name was ranked up there with Dick Benjamin and Leonard Fox and Mel Davis and David Schock. There's all these men, heroes of the faith from that stream that God was working in. And Earl was right there. He had that same impact. So I just want to share that I'm so grateful for the father and the man he was to us, but I'm also grateful for the heritage that he has and the impact that he's had that go far beyond even our community and our family. Amen. Would you like to come up, Brenda? Pastor Earl, he was, he was such a man of God, and he was so loving and kind, and he would always greet me with a smile and shake my hand and tell a joke sometimes, and I miss him, and I... And I thank God for the life that he lived, and he was truly a man full of faith, and that's the title of the poem that God had given, has given to me for Pastor Earl, and it says, Pastor Earl was a man full of faith. He believed and stood on God's word, being attentive to what he heard. He trusted in God with all of his heart, no matter the challenges he faced. He knew God covered him with his grace. Pastor Earl's faith was great. Nothing could keep him from believing what God said. He loved and obeyed God, and he was a man of prayer. Pastor Earl showed that he cared, for he had a heart to see people come to know Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Pastor Earl fought the good fight of faith. He held on to God's hand, and because of his faith, he is able to stand in the presence of the Lord, where he will receive his rewards. 
Pastor Earl, a man full of faith, you endure to the end and finish the race. As you enjoy the presence of Jesus Christ, always know you fought a good fight. You were a faithful servant of Jesus Christ. Now receive your crown of life. You're welcome. Amen. Uh, giving honor to God, I didn't want to have to be up here today. I don't like speaking in front of people. <laughs> Amen. But uh, because of the great impact Pastor Earl had on me, I would not miss this opportunity to say to the family my condolences. I really thank you for sharing Pastor Earl with me. I started off as his cable guy. I wasn't even supposed to be here. But when I stopped to put cable in their house, he and mother began the continuous extension of their grace and love. I learned Pastor Earl and mother over soup. So they would always want to serve soup. I had to prepare myself that every time I go there, when I first met them, they would call me to fix something. I had to remind myself that we're going to eat soup because they always had something prepared for us. I really appreciate and adore the gentleness and the display of wisdom I found in Pastor Earl. It was great to see that there was a person who lived like Jesus. I was impacted by that greatly. And I can't wait to see him in heaven to tell him what I did with the wisdom he shared. Thank you to God for the opportunity I had to share. And because of him, this is my church family. Thank you. Good morning. So, you guys heard the story about the uh, scarecrow that got the award? Yeah, he was uh, outstanding in his field. That's one of the many jokes that I remember from, from Pastor Earl. But, um, no, I come to celebrate his life. I was sitting right there in that chair before worship started, and I just, like, part of my eye just thought I saw him walk into the building like twice. It's never happened before. It's just, just an outstanding person, an outstanding human, not just a man. Your father, your grandfather was such an inspiration to the city. I am feeling the residual of the love for this, for this great man every day with no interaction with human beings. I feel it's there. One of his most impactful moments for me is when he stood right there after service, and he'd mentioned that the church, that we are all in a great giant tumbler, if anyone remembers that. So a tumbler is a, like, imagine a giant cauldron that rotates, it spins. And inside of it are rocks. And in this tumbler, they're spinning around. Each rock is colliding with each other to break off the rough edges. And it spins around so often that all that's left is a perfectly round, perfectly smoothed rock. I thought about that for, for months on end, and I finally get the message, and it's in threefold. But in order to understand that, you have to look at how a tumbler works. This is a giant tumbler, this building, and it spins during worship. Now we, the rocks in this tumbler, are colliding. We're colliding. We're, we're coalescing. We're getting together. We're spreading the word of God. We're worshiping. We're fellowshipping, okay? So... By coincidence, or what I had to call grace, those rocks collide, and it knocks off the rough edges. And through this mixture 
of different personalities, different backgrounds and walks of life, there is a, a fullness to this church, this love. And that's what he taught me. And I had to do some research to figure out what a tumbler does, so I'm not the smartest person. But I've learned three things, three valuable things. Live to serve, serve to love, and then love to live. Just like how the tumbler moves around, right? Live to serve. We are all in servitude to God. So live it every day to your maximum potential, okay? Serve to love. We serve our God through love, through his love. And then lastly, we love to live. All of this great hardships we endure as Christians, don't forget to take time to live. And it is through God that we live. And it's through his love that we live. So love to live a little bit. So I'll say it one more time. Live to serve, serve to love, love to live. Thank you. Well, I'm honored here. I'm honored to be here right now and to, to share from my heart. Um, I brought my Kleenex. Everybody knows me. I'm kind of one of those guys that uh, get emotional, and this is probably one of the more emotional um, situations I can come across. I met Earl at a very young age. It was 1971. I was nine years old. Dick Sullivan, good to see you. Uh, him and his family and my family were all baptized at the same time at the Take Time Spa, right over there by the uh, PetSmart back in 1971. It goes to show how, how long that Earl's had a part of my life. I think uh, somewhere right after that, I was over visiting his house with Steve, playing with Steve. And him, Steve and I and Eddie Callison were out playing in the yard and what have you, and Earl was making bacon. He had bacon all cooked up, and uh, we hadn't eaten, and Eddie and I kind of snuck in there and ate some of the bacon. Well, little did we know that it was for something he was planning for dinner or something, and uh, so that was one of my, my first uh, corrections by Earl about how to behave yourself at someone else's house. There's many of them that happened after that. Some of them I won't get into. Some of them are lifelong learning experiences that have directed me in the right path. So one of the things about Earl is the old saying about you can take someone fishing or you can teach them how to fish. Earl was a foundation builder. And in my life, now 49 years, going on 50 years, being here at the church and being under the teaching of Earl and, and Steve and what have you, the foundation that has been placed in my life and that has been shared to me by many people, hundreds, maybe thousands of people that have been in this church over that 50 years that have gone out, their pastors, their ministers, their, some of them have uh, gone different ways and come back, some of them have been strong in the Lord all the time, and they all say, my foundation was with Earl and the teachings that he gave me was so strong that I made it through the hard times, that I know God and that I continue to serve him. So as I sit here and I think about Earl, I could, I mean, I've got so many stories, some of them, well, I'll share one. Steve and I, right after I was saved, we were still in the old, old service, we were sitting in the service and there was another time that I got, this is probably the first time that I got corrected by Earl. 
There was windows. You got the learning center, and you got the little room there where the kitchen is. There used to be windows right there, and this building wasn't here. Well, the blinds were there. It was a sunny Sunday morning, and I was moving the blinds back and forth, and the light was going across Earl's face while he was preaching. <laughs> I remember that. Boys, go back to your parents. <laughs> Quit playing with the blinds, you know. So anyway, that was uh, one of the first first times that uh, I was corrected. And I, you know, growing up with Dave and Steve and being young men and doing things that young men do, I know David's got many stories he could share about coming home and dad having a prophetic word about what he did that day. <laughs> and uh, I was very thankful because I didn't have the same scrutiny as uh, the Bradley boys did because there was a whole cloud of witnesses that would be driving down the street. And whenever Dave or Steve would do something wrong, there'd be a phone call up to Earl saying, hey, I saw your son doing this. I said, <laughs> you know, there was just no way to get away with stuff like that. But anyway, so the things that I remember is the foundations that he's taught us. And over the years, I've watched him be, from being a teacher and have a bit of a prophetic edge to him, become a balanced, solid Christian that had the love and tenderness of all the attributes of Christ, and uh, it was a blessing, you know, I mean, just to sit down with him at an at a older age and talk to him and to have him impart wisdom in our lives. And was it 30, be 31 years? September 9th, he did the wedding for my wife and I, so that seems like yesterday, but 31 years, you know. We were talking just at my daughter's wedding and Nick's wedding, that someday we were going to get to share a grandchild, you know, and not to put any pressure on you guys. <laughs> but, you know, and, and there was tears that came out of both of our eyes to, to know that he would have a great grandchild and I would have a grandchild that would be the same living being. And so it's an honor to share with you guys, and it's an honor to be here and to been under Earl's teaching for so many years and to be under his love for all those. And thank you, Steve, for allowing me to share, and Dave and Diane and the family. I love you guys, and my prayers are with you. And I have my Kleenex, so when I leave, <laughs> bless him. See, I came to the church. I'm Mark Francis, and I came to the church about 1978, I guess. I know a lot of people have left, you know, haven't gotten rid of me because of him. <laughs> he loved people. My wife, she considered him a father. She really loved Earl. And my stories about Earl are, you know how God talks to us in different places, like by lake or in the kitchen? Well, my stories about Earl are about the bathroom. Uh, in particular, these ba men's bathrooms over here. I was in there doing my business, and Earl came in. And he stood beside me, and he said, I've noticed you haven't been tithing recently. <laughs> so what I liked about that is because he held us accountable. You know, God, God holds us accountable. You'll do it God's way, or you'll end up in the other place. And so Earl, Earl was concerned about me because he knew I wouldn't get a blessing if I didn't tithe. 
Okay, so that's number one. The second time in that bathroom uh, was my turn. Earl and I were sort of discussing side by side the fact that a lot of people had left the church. And God gave me this word for him. The word was, that's all right, Earl. You have infiltrated every church in this community. There's lots of people from our church that are in other churches, and they're teaching what Earl taught. So, you know, God can speak to you any place. And I think Earl would like that because he liked humor. And it, it is sort of humorous that God would talk to you in a place like that. But God can talk to you any place. Probably going to cry a lot because I'm super emotional. And I also have like massive stage fright. So don't judge me if my voice starts to shake real bad. <laughs> I've got a couple different stories about Earl. Um, I won't go into my family drama on what happened back in the day. But there were a couple tough times in the in our family, in the Kinreads, and a couple like rough hospital visits for the McClatchies. For those of you who don't know, who might know my family name, I'm a McClatchy. If you all know Mary Kinreed, I'm her daughter. I look just like her, so it makes sense. <laughs> a couple things that I always really treasured about Earl was when my dad decided to enter the military and he left for Iraq, Earl found me crying in the front seat at church and in the middle of worship he, he came over and he held me and he said God chose to put your dad there for a reason he will come back to you and then he said and until then me and the men in my family we're gonna love you for your dad and one thing I always really treasured was that he held to that word and not one Sunday went by when my dad was gone without that man coming up to me and he knew I was a hugger <laughs> and he would come up to me and without saying anything he would squeeze me and he would hug me and he would say I prayed for your dad so don't worry because God's watching him because God listens to me <laughs> another one of my favorites was I went to Portland Bible College for a year and not one person there knew my family other than my Uncle Rick, because he's a pastor there, but nobody knows the rest of my family there. So I was finally kind of like, oh, I can make a name for myself here. And I'm a little embarrassed to say this, Steve, but I had never heard of MFI until that year at college, which is kind of embarrassing to me, considering my founding pastor helped found it. Now I'm going, oh, I should have known. <laughs> but at the time, I didn't know this. And I told everybody, I'm so excited. I haven't seen anybody from Lacey in at least four months. I hadn't been able to visit home because I, I tend to get really homesick. So I knew if I visited home, I wouldn't go back. So I purposely didn't visit home for a good four or five months. And I was on my own and I had my aunt and uncle, but I was basically on my own for the first time in my life. And I heard about MFI and somebody told me, oh yeah, all the pastors from around the world come in and they hang out and they have a huge conference and we get to serve them for the first time ever. So I did some messaging and asked my grandpa, Richard McClatchy, hey, do you know if Earl and Leanne will be here? And he said, as far as I know, they will. 
So I started bragging around, around campus, even though I knew nobody knew who he was. I just kept saying, like, oh, I'm so excited. I get to see the founding pastor. He's like my grandpa. I'm so excited. And the moment I walked onto the stairs and I was looking for him, you guys, Leanne, were the first ones I saw in the room. And I lit up and I started to tear up and I went, there he is, there he is. And five of the kids that I went to school with stopped and looked at me in total amazement and said, your founding pastor is Earl Bradley? And I stopped and went, I didn't even know people knew his name. And they went, you want bragging rights? That's the real bragging rights right there. <laughs> and every pastor in the room literally parted for me to run up to him. And he squeezed me and he said, Crystal, I hope you're doing amazing. And I got a question for you. And this was his favorite question to ask me every single Sunday throughout my life. And it used to annoy me. And God, I wish I could hear him say it again because I always thought it was ridiculous. I grew up in the church. Why would you ask me this? But his question to me every single Sunday of my life was, Crystal, do you still love Jesus today? Do you still dedicate your life to Jesus today? And that day I was able to say, you know what? Because of you holding me accountable every Sunday, yes, I still am. Yes, I still live for Jesus. Yes, I still wake up and read my Bible. <laughs> that man has blessed my family so much over the years. I can't even... We can't even explain. Your whole family has been a huge blessing, and this has been a huge impact on my family as well, and I want you to know, I got to chat with John and Grandpa, and they said to send their love, that they're sorry they haven't been in church in a while here, but they're still living for Jesus, like Earl taught them. And Grandpa says his biggest regret is that he fell out of contact, but don't worry, because he has this photo up in <laughs> in his room by his bed, and he prays for Earl every night still. I would like you to know that he still watches you, Steve. So we could probably, hi, Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> I just want you to know that the same way your dad looked out for us, my grandpa's still looking out for you. And my family still prays for your family every day. And we still watch you guys on Facebook and we still talk about how your family's growing just like ours and my grandpa and Earl's favorite comparison was how many grandkids do you have now? <laughs> I'm not sure where Earl was at. My grandparents are up to 17 <laughs> and they used to brag about that one and I think I'm not sure if Earl ran out of the running on that one but <laughs> he said they used to compare all the time. How many grandkids do you have now? Who's pregnant now? <laughs> that was one of their favorite things was to talk about they always lived for their grandkids, and I just so treasure that. So I just wanted to say thank you for, for keeping his legacy going. And there truly are people internationally who have been touched by your dad, even in just one simple conversation. And because of him, I can still to this day say, I am doing my best to live for Jesus. I too have stage fright. <laughs> and I wanted to get up and say something because I didn't want this moment to pass without being able to express our family's condolences to the Bradley family, to all the extended family. And my thoughts are just like all over the place. And I was taking time this week to think back when I first met Pastor Earl and Leanne, and it was way before we 
came to City Life. We went to another church, and I used to work at Family Christian Stores. I worked there for about seven years, and that's where I first met Pastor Earl and Leanne. And I used to love it when they would come into the store and just them walking through the doors and their opportunities to minister to the people that were in the store and minister to me. They always had a godly word and, you know, would take the time to pray with people and with me. And that was so special. And then bounce forward many years. Uh, in 2011, the Lord led our family to put my boys into uh, CLC, Christian Life School. And what an amazing, amazing opportunity to have the kids be in the school and under the covering of the Bradley family and especially Pastor Earl and Leanne and the words that they would impart when we would have our end of year banquets and Pastor Earl would get up and give the opening prayer or Pastor Steve would impart, you know, a wonderful talk to the kids. But I especially remember in 2017 when our boys and the Klonikers and the Bradley boy, Nathan, when they graduated and we had a beautiful graduation ceremony and Pastor Earl got up and he gave the most incredible, life-changing sermon to the kids. And then he gave them his sermon notes in a folder for them to keep forever with the scripture references, with all these pearls of wisdom. And I was just reading it last night. I dug it out of you know the graduation box and opened it up and talked to the boys about it. And just amazing, just amazing what God imparted through Pastor Earl to those kids, life-changing. And then when, um, in 2017, we came here to City Life and became a part of the church. And we used to love sitting right behind Pastor Earl and Leanne, and he always would turn around, shake our hand, or give Pastor Leanne a hug. And I lost my parents quite a few years ago. And I used to tell them, I was like, you're just like my mom and dad, and I hope that's okay, but you're, you can be my spiritual mom and dad and my physical mom and dad because I just love them so much. So... Thank you for the opportunity. I'm glad that I didn't let it pass my nerves. I didn't let it, <laughs> you know, keep me from coming up here because I just wanted to tell you all how much, how much we love your family, how much we love being a part of City Life Church and a part of the Bradley family. So thank you so much. Thank all right. Well, thank you guys so much for that and, and taking the time to uh, allow for the time for this. <laughs> I'm sitting here laughing so much in the front row, Mart. That's crazy. So if I see you going to the men's restroom, I'll just keep walking by. <laughs> You're such an encourager, though. That's what we love. Mart is such an encourager and the jokes and all that. I can see you and my dad definitely were a good team when it comes to the jokes. So... With that, thank you guys so much. I guess we'll have our worship team come and we'll finish up this morning. We'll go out on a great worship note. Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast. 